Good morning, readers. Today is Friday, April 9th, and you're listening to First Chapter Fridays, presented by the Baker Free Library. My name is Juliana, and I am the library's youth services librarian. Welcome to this week's program. To skip this introduction, please jump ahead to the next segment. Every Friday, I'll be sharing the first chapter of a middle grade book with you. Middle grade books are designed for readers aged 8 to 12, but they can be enjoyed by readers of every age. We hope that this program will introduce you to authors and titles you've never read or considered before. If you like today's chapter, you can place a reserve on the featured book using the library's catalog or by calling the library at 224-7113. If you'd like something to do while you listen, head to the library's website, bowbakerfreelibrary.org. On the For Kids page, listed under Events and Programs, you'll find a link to an active listening worksheet that you can download and print. While you're listening today, jot down any thoughts, questions, or ideas you have about the story. You can also draw, doodle, pick up your room, build with Legos, or work on a craft project while you listen. All right, readers, let's jump into today's story. This week, we're diving into another of this year's Great Stone Face Book Award nominees. Meet a kind, compelling, and curious girl who begins communicating with her jailed father on her 12th birthday in From the Desk of Zoe Washington by Janae Marks. Zoe Washington isn't sure what to write after Dear Marcus. What does a girl say to the father she's never met, she hasn't heard from until this letter arrived on her 12th birthday, and who's been in prison for a terrible crime? A crime he says he never committed. Could Marcus really be innocent? The truth is somewhere out there, and Zoe is determined to uncover it, even if it means hiding his letters and her investigation from her mom and stepdad. Everyone else thinks Zoe's worrying about doing a good job at her baking internship, and proving to her parents that she's worthy of auditioning for Food Network's Kids Bake Challenge. It's been Zoe's dream to become a star baker, and she can't afford to mess anything up. Her neighbor and best friend Trevor would have been her confidant through all of this, but Zoe's not speaking to him anymore. She'll have to figure this out alone. With bakery confections on one part of her mind and Marcus's conviction weighing heavily on the other, this is one recipe Zoe doesn't know how to balance. The only thing she knows to be true? Everyone lies. This captivating novel by debut author Janae Marks follows one courageous girl as she questions assumptions, searches for the truth, and does what she believes is right, even in the face of great opposition. Want to hear more of this incredible story? Let's read the first chapter of From the Desk of Zoe Washington, written by Janae Marks. Chapter 1 The day I turned 12, I was certain it'd be my favorite birthday yet. But then I got the letter. I'd just had my dream birthday party at Ari's Cakes. Mom's friend Ariana owned the bakery in Beacon Hill, my favorite neighborhood in all of Boston. It had cute brick buildings and townhouses with cobblestone streets. There was a deli with baskets of fresh fruit for sale outside, a chocolate shop, a coffee shop, and a ton of fancy restaurants. And then there was Ari's Cakes, 
with its pretty pale blue awning and a wooden sign above it with the store's name written in white script. Her front window always had lots of cupcakes on display, along with fresh flowers. You could smell the sugar before you walked in. Even though it was pouring rain outside, I felt like the luckiest girl. I'd been in a professional kitchen with my best friends, Jasmine and Maya, as we baked and decorated chocolate fudge cupcakes. When my parents and I got home, Dad pulled his rain jacket hood onto his head and rushed inside with the box of leftover cupcakes. Mom, using an umbrella, carried my gift bags. I hurried behind them, and on my way in, grabbed the mail from the mailbox next to our front door. While I kicked off my sneakers in our foyer, I flipped through the envelopes, checking to see if my great-aunt's birthday card arrived. She usually included money, and I was dying to add an egg separator to my baking supplies. There was a catalog and some junk mail from credit card companies, and then I spotted a plain white envelope with my name, Zoe Washington, and my address, handwritten in neat blue print. I glanced at the return address and froze. Massachusetts State Penitentiary was typed on the upper left corner across from a waving American flag stamp. The name Marcus Johnson was written in that same blue handwriting above the prison's name. It was a letter from my convict father, a man I'd never heard from before. I couldn't believe it. Just like that, my birthday didn't matter anymore. The envelope slipped from my fingers, landing on the floor. My dog, Butternut, ran over and started licking it, but I snatched it up and dropped it onto the table next to the front door. Why would Marcus write to me? Why now? I only owned one picture of him, which Grandma had given me, since Mom would never approve. It was one of Mom's pictures that Grandma had saved from when Mom and Marcus were high school sweethearts. I'd hidden the picture between the pages of one of my journals. In it, Marcus was at a Boston Celtics game, wearing a team sweatshirt and a huge smile. My smile looked like his, which was weird. Someone I never met had the exact same smile as me, and his brown skin matched mine. Mom's skin was a little lighter. Now Marcus was sitting in a prison cell, probably wearing an orange jumpsuit. That's how I imagine people in prison. I bet he didn't smile much there. I picked up the envelope and rubbed my thumb across the seal, but all of a sudden my fingers stopped working and I froze in place. I wanted to read it, but I was also terrified of what it might say. He'd committed a terrible crime. What if he'd written something scary? It was only a piece of paper, but the feeling wouldn't go away. I took a deep breath and started to open the envelope again, but then I heard Mom come down the stairs. I knew it was Mom and not my stepdad, Paul, because she was humming a song, which she did a lot, especially in front of the bathroom mirror when she was putting on makeup. She had a pretty good voice, but she always said it was because of the bathroom acoustics. That was wrong, because my stepdad sometimes sang in the shower and the acoustics didn't stop him from sounding like a dying coyote. I quickly tucked the letter into the pocket on the inside of my rain jacket. It wouldn't be a good idea to show Mom. I was pretty sure she'd take it away without letting me read it. I hoped she couldn't hear how hard my heart was beating. I put the gift bags in your room, she said. Thanks. Did you have fun today? She asked. Your cupcakes came out so pretty. It was amazing, I told Mom. But now I couldn't focus on how amazing it was, not with Marcus's letter taking up so much space in my brain. Is today's mail? Mom stared at the foyer table where I'd left the rest of it. Yep, I grabbed it from the mailbox. Thanks. But then her eyebrows scrunched together, and her shoulders did what they did when she was stressed. They lifted up toward her ears. 
She smiled at me, but it was a forced smile, like she wasn't actually happy. She picked up the pile of mail, and as she flipped through it, her shoulders slowly returned to their normal position. I thought Auntie Lillian's card might have come, but I didn't see it. I swallowed hard, thinking of the letter that had come. I wondered if I should tell Mom about it. But what if it made her mad or upset? She didn't like to talk about Marcus. Mom smiled at me for real. It'll come. Anyway, there's one more birthday surprise for you. We're going to order Hawaiianish pizza for dinner. I forced myself to smile. Hawaiianish was the name I'd given my favorite pizza combo, pineapple and pepperoni instead of ham. Since my mom and stepdad thought it was gross, we usually only got those toppings on half a pie. Sounds great. I cleared my throat. I'm going to go to my room and um, put my gifts away. It was a total lie, but that's not what mom noticed. You're not going to take your jacket off? She asked. Marcus's envelope was still in my pocket, right over my heart, which was beating fast. I'll take it off in my room. I walked away before Mom could say anything else. What could Marcus have to say to me? I had to know. And that's the end of the first chapter. If you'd like to hear more of this story, call the library or visit bowbakerfreelibrary.org to reserve From the Desk of Zoe Washington by Janae Marks. You can also borrow this title as an audiobook if you'd like to listen to the rest. If you like this story, you might enjoy these other middle grade books featuring strong, ambitious main characters. Check out Front Desk by Kelly Yang, Stand Up Yumi Chang by Jessica Kim, and Ways to Make Sunshine by Renee Watson. Thank you for listening to this episode of First Chapter Fridays. Tune in again next week for another great story.